0: if you get your bulletin and we'll turn to the back page and you've got the outline to follow there or and to fill in <clears throat> i don't know if it helps leaving blanks to make you stay a- a- alert <laughs> just to fill in the blank and catch the word i don't always pronounce them or say this is the one sometimes i do now by this time having looked at Matthew 24 and 25 you should know why these two chapters were written has anyone got any idea (laughs) exam here what is said in the early part of chapter 24 questions asked by the Disciples and Jesus had said, This is going to happen. And they were adoring and saying, Look at the wonderful temple. And Jesus said, There won't be a stone left upon another, it'll be thrown down. And the disciples were shocked and they asked in verse (coughs) 3. privately say, tell us when these shing, things shall be and what shall be the sign of thy coming. The end of the age. So at the end of the world, it, then he went to answer the second question. And that's what these two chapters are about. If you get that, you get the what, what's all this about. In chapter 24, <clears throat> so you have the prophecies concerning the tribulation delineated here. In verses 4 to 51, the, the attempted deception of the world. By the evil one, the Antichrist, the wicked one, the son of perdition, uh, the prince of shall come, whatever you want to call him. He's got many names. And we looked, we looked at the mystery of iniquity, actually, on Wednesday night. And we only just gave him a few of the names that he has in the scripture then. Went through a few of comparisons with Christ and contrasts with Christ on Wednesday. When then we saw the attempted destruction of Israel, verse 15 to 51. They're scattering their Saviour and their signs, the signs given to Israel. This is what they ask. what shall be the sign of their coming? And so to the Jewish nation, he said, this is the sign. This is what you're to look for before the Lord comes. The sign of the fig tree of Israel being back in the land, verses 32 to 36. The sign of the flood for the world, as it was in Noah's day, so it will be in the coming of the... When the Son of Man comes, 37 to 39, the sign of the field to Israel, that's directed to them saying, there's going to be a disappearance of a lot of people. When you see that, wake up. (laughs) And verse 40 to 42, and then the severity of the situation for those that are left behind in verses 43 to 51. So he gave them the answer to their question. And then in chapter 25, he went on and spoke some parables In verses 1, down to verse 46, to the end of the chapter. We've looked at the parable of the ten virgins, and we've already looked at that. And um, speaking, I believe, of Israel, five wise, five foolish, five ready, five not ready, to go into the wedding reception, wedding reception, okay? (laughs) The supper supper. The service has already happened, remember. The, the, the bride, the church has been married to the Lord, and then these are invited to the supper after that. And uh, <clears throat> are they ready? Well, five were and five weren't. Um, now you've got the parable of the talents. the parable of the talents verse 14 to 30 and then the judgment of individual Gentiles that will happen after that so it's speaking to groups of people the Jewish people those that have received the talents and I believe this is referring to the church because verse 19 notice that that said after a long time (laughs) a long time (laughs) when the Lord said a long time he meant a long time Mm -hmm. that he'll go away and then come back to see what people have done with their talents let's pray thank you lord for the truths contained here what a blessing to be talented gifted by from heaven above to do a work for god in our lives below and uh, lord that we may do that and may apply ourselves to everything you put before us that we might do it with all our might as your word tells us to. And Lord, that we'd spend and be spent for the glory of God and it will be rewarded for eternity. A great and blessed reward for those that do this. Bless your word now, we pray and ask in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> so the parable of the talents that were distributed, as slothful and studious servants in these verses 14 to 30. When the kingdom age dawns, the Lord will need many people to administer his affairs. In the present age of probation, we could say, in this age, we are given talents and trusts. The way we handle them will determine our position in the kingdom. That's it. How's it going? It says in Revelation 5.10 that, And has made us unto our God kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. On the earth, a kingdom age. We will reign at that time. In Revelation 20 and verse 6, the last part. Blessed are they who have uh, part in the first resurrection. They shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him for a thousand years. That's pretty English and plain, isn't it? They will reign with him for a thousand years. And so the way we handle the talents given in this probation period will determine our positions in that kingdom age. Talents are the spiritual gifts bestowed sovereignly by God on all believers. Nobody misses out. Now, a talent in the Lord's day was the heaviest weight uh, a man could lift. Depends on if you're a... uh, Sumo, suma, or whatever they call wrestler, or a, um, a string bean <laughs> of how much uh, you could lift. Uh, so say in the, in the middle range. Remember the times when they used to have bags of cement. How heavy were they, Gerald? In old times, 45 kilograms. You go and buy a bag of cement now. You can't buy a 45-kilogram bag anymore. They've lifted them down, put them down to 20 kilograms, yeah. and one hand each. <laughs> but in old times they were tough, weren't they? (laughs) And uh, if you ask Mr. Walker, when he used to load his truck with spuds at Jembrook, down where I'm from, they used to have the bags of spuds. It's it's all in big bins now, and it's all, what do you call those little things that run around? Forklifts, Forklifts, thank you. (laughs) Pick them up and twist them like this and tip them in the bin, and and it goes up the elevator and and it sorts it all out as it's going up and dropping all the sizes into different things and some go for chips and some go for potato, potato cakes and I've worked on worked in and gone through the sheds with the Fiala family up there and um, after that I don't eat potato cakes. <laughs> but anyway, I do. <laughs> but it's all, you know, depends on what you can... You know, a talent. Some people can lift a, ba- a bag of wheats heavier than a bag of spuds. It just is denser. It's not, not so much air, but that's a pretty tough going to lift a bag that big. But this is a talent that's given, and it's just mentioned as that. And I mentioned the size of it, the time of allocation. You got a word there, I think, comes up. Oh. Just before that, there's a there's a few blanks. The parable of the ten virgins. We've covered those, haven't we? The um, where were we? I'm just looking at that verses 25 to 20. Where were 25? We? The marriage, yeah, the marriage call, the midnight cry, and the mistaken claim. That's the three M's there, and then we go to the parable of the Talents distributed, the slothful and studious servants, and time of allocation. These are allocated to them in verses 14 and 15. The kingdom of heaven would be like a man travelling into a far country, who called his servants and delivered unto them his goods. And unto one he gave five, and another two, and to another one, to every man according to his ability, and straightway took his journey." <clears throat> According to his ability is mentioned there, God does not expect us to do more than he's made us to do, and sometimes we try to take on more take <laughs> take on more than you can chew, is it? I would bite off or whatever yeah we, that, as much as and God said enough's enough <laughs> there's a song we sing, Have we been true to the trust he left us um, there's another one 148 i looked it up here when jesus comes to reward his servants whether it be noon or night faithful to him will he find us watching with our lamps trimmed and bright that's for last week's (laughs) can we say we are ready brother will jesus find us watching when he comes have we been true to the trust he left us Let's see in Ephesians whether what he's just said in these verses about the allocation of these gifts is true. The trust bestowed. Ephesians chapter 4 and verses 7 and 8. We read in Ephesians 4, But unto every one of us, how many? Every one of us, Christians, is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Whether therefore, wherefore he saith, when he ascendeth up on high, he led captivity captive and gave what to men? Yes. Gifts to men. And uh, he's given those for the purpose of verse 11. Some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers. And for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, to build a bride, a body, a building for himself. So the trust has been bestowed, has it not? What other references can you think in your mind in Scripture where these are talked about in more detail than Ephesians? That's a brief, that one. And it's it's easy to remember if you remember a number. Well, for me, number 12. Chapter 12 of? Yes, chapter 12 of Romans, and another chapter 12 of? Just need Romans. 1 Corinthians. It's in 1 Corinthians. And so these are the two portions of Scripture, and in Corinthians it goes on for three chapters, talking about the gifts that they were abusing in their life, misusing, and they're all about, give me a a talent, (laughs) give me a gift that I'm up front and... uh, Going off in tongues. <laughs> they all went off on tongues at the same time and imagine it wasn't in tune, <laughs> weren't in touch, no one was being taught, everyone was confused. Give a little bit, let the interpreter interpret. Give a little bit. And that was for that day in that time for a miraculous gift we no have we don't have any more a sign a sign gift to to give them that this was authentically of the Lord. So, <clears throat> a trust bestowed. How many is it given to? Everybody, to profit for the church, not for not to profit us, to profit the church. The trust believed in verse sixteen and seventeen. We're back in the book of Matthew twenty-five. <clears throat> then he that had received five talents went and bet, traded with the same and made other five talents, and likewise he that had received two, he also gained are the two. So two of the three went straight to work and the third hid his talent. Now, th- think back to the early New Testament when this Pentecost happened. They were gifted. Let's, call, let- let's talk about some people that had five talents. Can you think of anyone that might have had five talents given to them back then? Anybody in the book of Acts? Paul, (laughs) Peter, gifted people in different different ways. Peter, Paul, intellectually gifted. Um, He he had natural talents as well, uh, honed and tuned to, to do the work when he received the supernatural, as we were told this morning in the Sunday school class there. Went into Arabia for three years and got great revelations from the Lord coming back. All fired up and ready to go, just as, just as enthusiastic as he was in the opposite direction the year before. Um, <clears throat> what about, what about um, people that had one talent but buried the talent? Can you think of anyone in the New Testament? His name starts with D. D- yeah, did you say Demas? Demas hath forsaken me, having loved this present world. He is a Christian but he loved the world more than the lord and he just buried his talent. Is there anyone else, JM, I'll give you his initials. He's John Mark. He he buried his talent. He got too scared in the work and took off with from Paul and Barnabas and went home. He was from a rich home and it probably hadn't he wasn't used to this tough going, but later he was used, wasn't he? He unburied, he dug up his talent and started using it again. So, yeah, you can see how this works. Now, if I said, Well, today in the church, can you No, we won't do that. <laughs> can you see people bury their talent? Can you see people using their talent? Yeah. Y- y- you can. And-, and and as a pastor you sigh when people bury their talents. If God can't make them do it, I'm not going to try. To unbury their talent and use their talent. God's Holy Spirit needs to work in your heart for that to happen. But straightway going to work. I like, is it Mark? Mark, where they the word straightway is used? Straightway. Got to business. Didn't mess around. <laughs> are we using our talent? For the Lord's glory on others. Or are we saying we will not have this man to rule over us? Now, that's not in the Bible. I looked everywhere to find it. It was in my head. <laughs> it, the similar things said, but not quite those verses we will not have this man to rule over we will not have Christ rule over us I am my own and what is the teaching of society today everywhere (laughs) self self esteem self Self serving everything about self think about yourself and and if everybody's like that is it going to work eventually no No, it's going to fall apart because everybody's seeking someone else to do something for them for nothing it is falling apart. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I'm using my talent, my gifts to serve myself. And many Christians are falling into the trap of the world saying it's okay. Let's turn to First Corinthians chapter 12. I think Monique mentioned First Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 7, 11, 18, 24 and 28. And see where they've come from. <laughs> and if, if, if they've come from where they said they are here, then we ought to be using, using them toward that direction. <clears throat> and verse 7 of chapter 12 of 1 Corinthians, But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit, to profit not himself, to profit the Lord and his work in the church. Verse 11. But all these worketh that the one and self same spirit dividing to every man severally as he will. Who is it that gives these gifts and abilities? The self same spirit, the spirit of God. Verse 18. But now hath God set the members, every one of them in the body, as it hath pleased him. It, you see, God is in control. <laughs> the Lord's in control and he's setting the members in the body for the profit of the body, God set the members. That's why it's dangerous to move out and away from that which God is doing in your life. In verse 24, it says, For our comely parts have no need, but God hath tempered the body together. God, you see, He's the, the architect, the one that puts all this together. In verse 28, And God hath set some in the church. And he goes on to list the different ones. Back in Ephesians, the book of Ephesians, chapter 4 and verses 7. We were back there just a moment ago. 4 and verse 7. So there's a trust bestowed and the trust believed. Yes, this is God given. This is not mine. This is the Lord for himself to work in me. Um, And we read part, the first part of that, those verses, verses, four, verses 7 of chapter 4 of Ephesians. And we skip to verse 11. And we read on in verse 12. For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Till we all come in the unity of the faith and to the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man. Unto the measure of the statute of the fullness of Christ. That we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro, carried about with every wind of doctrine. Slight of men and cunning craftiness by which they lie in wait to deceive. So it's for the body, for the edifying of the body, for building up of the body, for the work of the church. So do you believe that this is so, or do you believe it's for you and your service and ministering to yourself? You'll be a sad case if you're a Christian, given talents, serving yourself. You won't be satisfied, you'll be an unhappy individual. Jesus said this in uh, John 13, um, Blessed are they that do this. That is, take the towel and serve. Blessed, happy are ye if you do these things. Well, go back to verse 18 of Matthew 25 and it reads, But he that hath received one went and digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money now this is speaking of the talent the the money at this time hid his talent ephesians 2 10 we are his workmanship created in christ jesus unto good works which god hath before ordained that we should walk in them we could say this is the trust of the lord betrayed the trust of the lord in us betrayed we bury the talent we should bury the hatchet but not the talent. <laughs> uh, we shouldn't be hunting around for other people's talents that are buried either. <laughs> the Lord will give it to us if he wishes. God hath before ordained this. This is where we should be, what we should be doing. Uh, how bitter will be the day of reckoning for many people. What does it say in 1 Corinthians 3.15? They'll get into heaven yet as by fire. Um, and as I mentioned in John 13 13 to 17, the Lord set the example take the towel, gird yourself, and serve. So there's a time of allocation and there's a time of accountability. That's the next one you can fill out there under B. A time of accountability. Our time frame is given, we mentioned it earlier, for the servants to serve. That in, in, in verse 19, after A, Long time. That that's an indication to the church. It's going to be a long time. It's going to be a long time to have to serve. You say, "Oh, it's written to the Jews," but this has application to us. Um, <clears throat> this is talking about the Lord coming and rewarding His servants. He will reward yes the Jewish people in the tribulation at the end of it, but he, it's not a long time. That is it. That's only seven years. A long time has to do with the church being a long time in the world. Think, think of a long time. Now, let's do a little bit of church history. I mean, not church history, Bible history. How long was it for, for the, the, first, the first pair, uh, first couple, Adam and Eve? How long did they have to live in, in bliss in, in the garden? Not long. not long. How do you know? They were <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Rightio, okay. <laughs> Thinking logically. <laughs> and it doesn't seem like it was a long period. <laughs> because in that age of innocence, what, what, a, what a time <laughs> to be able to live at that time. It was a, a short time. And, and then there was the age of conscience, wasn't there? You live by your conscience. And it's, it seems that um, <clears throat> Cain didn't have a conscience, did he? And some people today don't have a conscience, it seems. They can do heinous crimes, and we're hearing about them every day now on the news. Stabbings and murders and shootings and, and road rage. Hey, be careful when you go to the big cities. Maybe be careful in Albury, I don't know. Is that road rage happened here? So, you know, just blow them a kiss. or do, do No, no. Get them all more angry. <laughs> what? <laughs> I saw Glenn doing that. <laughs> what does that mean? Well, that's the alternative to the one they do. Oh, right. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you know, just don't do it because they are some angry people, and they do it right in public. I've seen them doing it on—I mean, on the news on roundabouts in the middle of the road, and all the traffic is there. Don't they think they could get run over? But they're so angry. <clears throat> The conscience is gone, it seems, from a lot of people. They can do things. Criminals, white-collar criminals, blue-collar criminals, bank criminals, CEO criminals, uh, they're everywhere, aren't they? What's this? They just stopped $7 million going to some bank, that, uh, Australia Bank fellow that, that, that at the top. Was it $7 million, $7.4 million going to him that they, by fraud, had, had taken? And they, they haven't got a conscience to do that, when there's people everywhere in need. <clears throat> From the fall to the flood, it was bad, and it got so bad that their conscience was so seared, God had to bring the flood. Now, <clears throat> Dare I say the word dispensation? It's becoming an unholy word these days. But it, I said to somebody, it's in the Bible, the word is in the Bible. The periods are in the Bible. You cannot dispute that God has dealt with men in different ages, in different ways. It's through the Scriptures. And to deny it is put, to put blinkers on. There's the, the time where human government was given by the Lord. <clears throat> There's a time of promise and patriarchs. You know, the, the, the period before the flood was about 1,600 years. That's a fairly long time. Promise, promise to patriarchs, That's a period of time about 550 years. There's the law given to Israel about 1,400 to 1,350 years. And it's easy to work out because the the Bible gives the times and dates and ages of people. But then you come to the church, and how long has it been that for a long time people have been gifted and talented throughout the world in all different nations and countries with the abilities God gives when we become a Christian? How many years has it been? Well, I wrote down here 1988 <laughs> because the Lord died and Pentecost happened about, you know, 30 AD with the time adjusted. So you work that out and since the church start has been that long that this is a long time it's longer than even the time to come That's said to be a millennium a thousand years so it's already longer than that god is long suffering he's patient he's working on the church he's working to build the church and until the fullness of the gentiles come in he's going to keep working on the church building the body of christ and notice in verse 19 for a long time the lord of those individual servants cometh after a long time, he cometh and reckoneth with them. I forgot to bring it. I was going to bring the spreadsheet. <laughs> you see, I'm I'm pretty old-fashioned. What do I use instead of a computer, Brother Glenn? Books. A book. <laughs> I've got a good old accountant who's 90, and he still uses a book. book. <laughs> and uh, he, I think he transfers it to a computer now. And uh, he's 90 and. He, he said he's quitting and not doing it anymore and I rung him up and said oh I've got a few more years okay I'll do yours <laughs> and so he he took it in hope he's doing it right <laughs> I just sign it the undotted line and and yeah. a heap of things like that but <clears throat> he reckons at the end of the year adds it all up he, he's got to keep this account this account that account and add it all up and and, and, and add it that way and add it that way, and it's got to equal, otherwise you're out somewhere. <laughs> and then what do you go looking? Brother Glenn, you look for the spot where 50 cents is missing. What do you feel like doing? I forget the 50 cents. <laughs> but a bean counter doesn't do that. He adds up all the details. Nowadays, if they're $5 or less out, you can't find it quickly, bad journal They don't worry about $5. Oh, well, we can get out of the way with $5. Yeah. I didn't I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Like how much you paid an hour five dollars Yeah, that's right. Exactly. <laughs> and and what's your time worth? Yep. But you know when the Lord comes, he's gonna reckon with us. How do we and and how accurate is the Lord gonna reckon? How detailed is he going to get when he reckons with abilities and talents given? What are, he's given an indication in the word. A cup of cold water given in my name will have a reward. So that's getting down to less than $5. (laughs) That's getting down to pretty close detail. And you think of all the opportunities we've had to testify to people, all the opportunities we've just had to give a Christmas card and send it to someone who's not a Christian, all the opportunities to put a tract... To speak to someone to, to meet a need. To mow Gerald's lawn. It has its reward. Let let him get a reward, Gerald. <laughs> and do things like that. They have their reward. This is going to be this is how it's going to work on the day of judgment. He's going to reckon with us. And the reckoning is a counting term. It's adding it all up. And <clears throat> this really almost fixes this parable to the church age. He reckons with us. Look, look at a couple of references in Romans 14 and verse 10. <clears throat> Romans 14, verse 10. That said, But why dost thou judge thy brother? Or why dost thou set at naught thy brother? For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. What is it known in the Greek to be? The beamer seat the beamer seed and every one of us will give a account this sounds like good terminology for accountants doesn't it <laughs> account reckoning of himself to God have you ever stopped and thought have you ever woken up in the middle of the night oh, I'm not doing what I should be doing you know, have you ever been convicted about that and no, I can't do it God has to convict you about <laughs> whether you've been doing that 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 10 second corinthians 5 and verse 10 again referring to the same judgment for we must all appear before the judgment seat of christ everyone may receive things done in his body and who's it talking to here christians the things done in his body whether it be let me get it according to that which he had done whether it be what What did it say? Good or? I thought we're forgiven of all our sins. Bad. (laughs) Bad is in a sense that we've not used our talent. It's not about our sin. it's, It's a sin of neglect. But on that judgment day, those things that we could have and didn't do will be the bad aspect here we'll be in heaven we'll get in there yet as by fire and whether it be good or bad I had someone deny that this is going to happen who said they're a Christian and I couldn't believe that they said it especially when I was talking about 1 Corinthians chapter 3 I said but it plainly says that you know the gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay or stubble but how do you know it's saying now? It? I said because it says it, <laughs> it says it <laughs> I, I, I just can't get how people can think otherwise when you look at the scripture. I, I, I pray that when you read the Bible, it just falls into place, makes sense. You know, God didn't make it so difficult to understand that you need a theologian to interpret it. God made it so that we can understand when we read these things. And now, <coughs> the studious servants. The studious servants, in verse 19... And following there, we've looked at part of verse 19, haven't we? Back in, back in Matthew. <clears throat> he reckoneth with them. And so he that received five talents came and brought other five talents, saying, Lord, thou delivered to me five talents. Behold, I have gained beside them five talents more. That's a blessing to the Lord his lord said unto him well done thou good and faithful servant thou hast been faithful over few things I will make thee what? ruler Ruler. you see this is what I'm saying in this age of probation being given opportunities and talents and gifts we'll see to it that the reward will be I will make thee ruler over many things Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. So it's talking about getting a reward of well done from the Lord that will be good enough, but then to have the opportunity to serve further in a glorified body <clears throat> in the future. I'll make thee ruler over many things. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 1 to 5 and verse 7. 1 Corinthians 4. Let a man so account of us as the ministers of Christ and stewards of the mystery of God. We are stewards, (laughs) serving with the talents. Moreover, it is required of stewards that a man be found faithful. But with me it is a very small thing that I should be judged of you or of man's judgment. Yea, I judge not mine own self. Paul had to justify that he was an apostle to these people. These immature Corinthian Christians were saying to Paul, well, who are you? When he is the one that told them about the Lord. Hey, it still happens today. Servants of the Lord that minister to the people of the Lord are put down and judged. And Paul said, hey, it's a very small thing that I should be judged of you he said I hear what you're saying but I'm going to count it as a small thing and sometimes you know it hurts but Paul was saying water off a duck's back you haven't hurt me by judging me I judge not mine own self for I know nothing by myself yet am I not hereby justified but he that judgeth me is the Lord I'm going to leave it to God Therefore, judge nothing before the time. When is the time? Judgment seat of Christ, Beamer seat, until the Lord come, who will both bring to light the hidden things of darkness. You see, there's motives behind what we do, why we do it, and the Lord knows the motives. (coughs) Have you sometimes done things? You know, why did I do that? Did I do it for the right reason or the wrong reason? (laughs) Was the motive right? Paul said, "I leave it to the Lord." The hidden things of darkness, he will bring to light and make manifest the counsels of the hearts. And then shall every man have praise of God. Every every man, for the bits they've done, for His glory. In verse seven, for who maketh thee to differ from another? What hast thou that thou didst not receive? Now, if thou didst receive it, why dost thou glory as if thou hast not received it? He gave us life. He gave us eternal life. He gave us. He gave us the gifts. We serve Him. He gave us the opportunity. That's right. He gave us it all. Why, why gloat about it? Why dig about it in other people's lives? And so <clears throat> there's a reviewing of the stewardship there. Here's true. Matthew 19, if we go back to 19, a little bit earlier than where we were, in verse 27. And we read, Then Peter answered and said unto him, Behold, we have forsaken all and followed thee. What shall we have therefore? And I was sort of thinking about himself. <laughs> and Jesus said to him, Verily I say unto you, that ye who have followed me in the, re- in the regeneration, when the Lord comes, out of words, when things are regenerated, when the Son of Man shall sit on the throne of his glory in the millennial kingdom, ye also shall sit upon the twelve tribes. The 12 thrones judging the 12 tribes of Israel for everyone that hath houses or hath forsaken houses or brethren or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands can you think of missionaries there <laughs> for my sake and received a hundredfold shall receive a hundredfold and shall inherit everlasting life many that are first shall be last and the last shall be first the Lord's got it all in hand he's got it all worked out it's all been written down. He, he's a good accountant. <laughs> he counts the means. He counts the, the work, the labor done by his people. And they, his servants, shall reign forever and ever, according to Revelation 22.5. And if we're reigning, we're reigning and ruling over something and someone. There must be a kingdom. <laughs> In Second Timothy two twelve, if we be dead with him, we shall live also with him. If we suffer with him, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he will deny us. In Revelation one six, and hath made us Christians, that is, kings and priests unto God. And so for the two and the five talented people, they shall be rewarded. Their reward, their reward for their stewardship, in verse twenty three is seen there his Lord said unto him well done thou good and faithful servant that's been faithful over a few things I'll make thee ruler over many things enter there into the joy of the Lord the same for the two and the five talented one so if you're a one a two, a ten, a whatever talented person you receive the same reward it's not about size but about faithfulness the reward will be the same for the multi-talented or the singular talented person Uh, rewards are so they will be given and if you try to deny it you're denying the scriptures Um, and I've I've put down here haven't got time just photocopied the concordance and and the reward thing is everywhere for those that want to deny it they're denying scripture Uh, the slothful servant is seen in verses 24 to thirty. And we've run out of time, so we'll look at that next time. Slothful servant. If you want to look up a word slothful, where will you find it most times written? Proverbs. Yeah, in the book of Proverbs. And <coughs> do a study <laughs> and say, well, am I a individual bearing my talent? Am I slothful in my ministry, in my gifts and abilities? read Proverbs it'll challenge your heart it it, it gives them real he's he's like a man in his bed (laughs) You're rolling over like a door on the squeaky hinge (laughs) (laughs) and go past a man of a slothful field it's all grown over with weeds how's your farm Chris (laughs) (laughs) pretty good (laughs) (laughs) pretty good Bernie mowed it last yesterday. (laughs) And Ben pulled the weeds out. And Toby usually mows it. But he's got a motive. (laughs) (laughs) Talented. He's rewarded. He's received his his reward. (laughs) Maybe I owe him a bit, I I can't remember. (laughs) But we will get our reward. How's your patty? And uh, we talk about Chris's paddock and his brother and dad's but what about our paddocks <laughs> our personal paddocks and, uh, what's happening in our yard don't look over the fence look at your own yard let's pray, thank you Lord for your word so, so down to earth so practical, so pointed so powerful in convicting us of what we need to do that we haven't done gifted and given abilities, granted life, granted a mind to think and reason through and look at these things. What privileges we have as human beings and as children of God. May we be diligent about our Father's business and go and multiply the talents and save souls and strengthen Christians and help the weak, Lord, do all the things that a Christian should do. Lord, be fruitful for you. Bless your holy name for what you've done for us. May we do a little in return in serving you. In Jesus' name, amen.